Okay, we spent a lot of time talking about the Fed this afternoon, inflation and recession risk. Let's get into some stock specifics. Joining us, Jack Murphy, he's a co-CIO and portfolio manager at Easterly Investment Partners. Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Good morning or good afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. You've got some companies on your mind. Let's get into it. We've been talking the Fed all afternoon. Tell us about some stocks you like. I want to start with Boeing because you're certainly out of consensus on that one. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're contrarian value guys. And I think, you know, the sentiment towards Boeing can't be much worse, whether it's on the commercial side or some of the contracts they've bid on the defense team. But I think the incremental news going forward is going to start to get better. You're going to have a lot of cash flow. And I think that all that cash flow you can capitalize because it's working down the 787 and 737 max inventory. But, you know, I think the news gets better going forward. I think sentiment can't get worse. Uh, as a big exporter, if you believe the economy is going to hang in there, if you believe people are going to travel, and we do, I think Boeing's a, an interesting contrarian pick. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of money in it, but I think it's certainly a spot in your portfolio. Okay, so it's uh, down to worth a shot levels. Pretty amazing that we're even having that conversation about Boeing. I mean, you would argue a lot of this is their own doing. It's a very unique chart. Doesn't really look like much else out there. Down at COVID lows, though, I guess I get your point. I mean, we've only traded below 90 bucks really for one week, and it was at the height of the early pandemic fear. Yeah. I think, you know, you have a new management team or a relatively new management team is coming aboard there. Um, I think the news gets better. I think that they figure out their engineering issues. They get better on their contracts. And, you know, once they get the, the Dreamliner out the door, and I think that's coming sometime in the next several months, um, you know, the 787, then, then, you know, that working capital starts to get better. Um, you know, they've got to do a better job on the engineering side, um, but I think they're certainly put the resources to work there. And like I said, sentiment can't get worse. One of the other companies you like uh, also in industrials, but a different side of transportation is General Motors pulling back this year, uh, but uh, had quite a big 2020, 2021. Uh, is the bull case here uh, based on their progress in the future of EV? vehicles or is this a bull case based on the fact that uh, a lot of those EV trades haven't been working and they still mostly make uh, internal combustion engines? Because I've heard guests come on and give bull cases for both. Yeah, I, I think it's the autonomous driving we think is the big opportunity in General Motors. Ah. You know, they're certainly going to start transitioning the product line to the EV side. Um, and I think that's well underway. But, you know, you throw off a ton of free cash flow in the industrial company whether it's going to be EVs going forward or the internal combustion engines now. You know, it wasn't, we weren't crazy about this investment where they upped their investment in the cruise business a ways back. I think if you, you, you know, you, cruise's implied valuation inside the General Motors is nothing right now. And we think it's worth multiple tens of billions of dollars. So you got a lot of free cash flow. I'd rather see them buy back GM stock than, uh, than increase their stake in cruise. Um, you know, I think we would agree to disagree with the management team on that, but, um, you know, the free cash flow estimates on the street next year are five and a half billion. Internally, we use a number that is several billion higher than that. And if you, you kind of do the math there, the valuation is dirt cheap with or without crews. Mm. Interesting. Now, did they um, ultimately sell into the Uber, Lyft, and the uh, autonomous need from the ride hailing businesses that are struggling right now? Is that an in market for them eventually? Yeah, I think their, their ride sharing business is just about to get going here on the West Coast. Um, uh, well, they'll, they'll be able to start picking up passengers soon. You know, the, we'll look at what the business model, uh, there is a business model that can certainly be very compelling there. 
But I think inside of General Motors valuation right now, you're not paying anything for it. Um, it's self-funding. You've gotten uh, funding from a, a lot of uh, reputable people there. Um, so they should be able to just use the cash that, that, that Cruz has. It's on its own balance sheet. You know, we think it's going to be successful. I think there's plenty of people who don't. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll agree to disagree with them there, too. Um, but if, you know, if, if our numbers are right and, you know, most recessions are caused because people have too much inventory, the car business has, doesn't have enough inventory, um, you're certainly going to ramp up or, or, or re, remake the inventory you need to have in the channel right now. It seems the consumer's pretty uh, uh, comfortable right now spending money for their for their stuff, both on the, the internal combustion engine side and, and the EV side going forward with their orders are great. Um, you know, $9 billion of free cash flow, pretty compelling valuation here. How long until the autonomous revenue is meaningful for uh, the bottom line uh, too, though? Is, I mean, how far in the future are we if they're just getting started in the West Coast, which is the, the home of all this? I mean, uh, it seems like we're talking a while before it's helping me in my commute to work here in Chicago or New York or anywhere else that hasn't been kind of the breeding ground for the test vehicles. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still safety is a big issue here. And, you know, it's going to be a couple more years before you're really booking revenue there. Um, whether it's 2025 or 2026 or 2027, um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I think you can make your first 50% GM just on the car company and not really worry about crews. This is stuff we can add into the valuation later on. Um, but I don't think you're paying for it in the valuation at all here. Okay. So you get a uh, shot off the highs, but still pretty well off the COVID, uh, pre-COVID highs too. Things had a nice uh, run for us, uh, but uh, more to go. Any idea maybe what a reasonable expectation is for GM price uh, uh, three, four years out? Yeah, I mean, we think there's going to be a big stock. So we, we think it's going to more than double. Wow. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, but I, I think this one's pretty compelling or for a long-term thesis both on the cruise side, the transition, the EV side, where they are on their battery technology. You know, last time we had a recession, the member of the company went bankrupt. This time, you know, they've restructured. They're not out of Europe. They've restructured what, they, what they're doing in Asia. And the U.S. business has gotten much more efficient. I, I think, you know, this is being looked at with a sort of 2008-2009 brush, and we think it's a much better company now than it was then. Okay. Does any of that optimism extend to Ford, Jack? You know, we're not involved in Ford, so I'm not going to comment. But, okay. uh, you know, we like GM, we think, has a unique proposition here uh, on cruise. I think everyone's going to transition to EVs. There's okay. a lot of different ways to play EVs. I wouldn't wouldn't say GM would be the, you know, the only reason to buy GM is a transition uh, to electric vehicles. All right. Appreciate the bull case here. Uh, thanks, Jack. I like to walk through Boeing and GM sure. for the long haul and the comeback story in Boeing. Jack Murphy, co-CIO at Easterly Investment Partners.